Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another week of the Rebuttal Sport Podcast. I'm your host, Mick Brennan. The usual, joined by Shane, who might be up and about. Yes, hello, Michael. Uh, yeah, mate, I'm, I'm just keeping a lid on things. Oh, keeping you're a not. lid on things. <laughs> it's round one, mate. It's round one, only one match. Let's not get too carried away. All right. And uh, Chris, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. And Shane, I rip it off. Da 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 da. <laughs> no, mate, I won't be ripping uh, the lid mate. off. Just First time in thanks, 10 years. Mate. Congrats, buddy. Well, exactly. It's uh, been a long time waiting. Um, but what seat did a you say you had, mate? What seat did you say you had at the no, grand final? No, <laughs> no, come on, mate. Come on. So, so <laughs> uh, that's all right because we, we did joke around about that, obviously. And then I may have messaged you on uh, on Saturday night and said, uh, could you book me one as well? So, yes. <laughs> so, right. Anyway, uh, let's hook in. Three questions off the off the top, boys. Shane, you want to go first this week? I will go first, mate. So, um, who do you think will be presenting uh, Michael Voss and Patrick Cripps the Premiership Cup? Oh no, nah, keeping the lid on it, boys. <laughs> no, nah, that's not my question. I'm keeping a lid on it. <laughs> oh, well played. Well played. Okay. In all seriousness. Um, is Ferrari's one-two result in Bahrain a flash in the pan, or is the pace real? And is it the return of a Formula One giant? Well, to answer your first question, Dylan Alcott. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I told you that. Yeah, I know you did. I know you did. I'm using it. I'm using it. All right. Um, so, all right. Let's let's be serious, right? Ferrari one-two. So, I don't think Ferrari are going to dominate. Um, like all year, but I do think they're up. They're, they're back up towards the pointy end. I think they'll win more races than than uh, we initially had them down for. I think so. When you say we, you mean you and Chris? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. we're, we're going to delete that uh, F one preview podcast off of Spotify. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and you can take the first round of AFL tips with it too. That'd be great. <laughs> Uh, but no, do I, do, I, I do think they're back, but I don't think it's going to. I don't think they're going to finish one two every week. I think that it's going to be a hard oh, no. battle, but I think they're back up the top. Yeah, uh, Chris. So I reckon the pace is real, mate. Um, so there was some. There was some of the best racing I've seen in a little while there between um, Leclerc and uh, Verstappen, uh, and that little um, back and forth. Um, they had a, you know. A, Verstappen to get him at turn one and Charles to get him back at turn four um, for a little while. But then he, then he put a gap on him. Um, and I think that was before Max started to see issues with his car. They were on the same tyre. So, um, look, I think some of that pace is real. Um, I guess from here, it's what what more can you get out of the car? So everyone sort of was talking about how far back Mercedes were in comparison and indeed McLaren are. Um, how much improvements in those cars um, and and I still think that the Ferrari will will probably get better so if they've got the reliability they've got the pace I like yeah. it I thought it was good all right so uh, let's look into it I'll go I'll go next so um, was it just me or did the AFL players look a little underdone with a, the amount of injuries and cramp and stuff like that and you know so the follow-up question to that is, was pre-season long enough and 
And did we take it seriously enough? I think there's a little bit of global warming, mate. I think it was a bit hot in some of those games. <laughs> um, that, that's definitely played a part. But um, I don't know about... I don't personally think they were underdone. I think it was probably about normal what we expect to see. So I think that... that uh, I don't know about underdone, yeah, but there was a lot more niggles and in, in injuries. And I think... The, the style of game, so um, there just seemed to be a lot more free flowing. Um, so and the six six is has had a bit to do with that. I think just a lot of centre breaks, goals from middle, just pumping it forward under a lot more pressure. I just think that the game is a lot more free flowing. It appears to be higher scoring, and when that happens, it's people sort of tend to run out of legs a bit. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed the round, the uh, round of football um, outside all games really outside of. Um, you know, obviously Thursday night. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good quality of footy. Yeah, I just this is more about the injuries and stuff. I agree. It was a it was a it was a great round of footy. Um, so yeah, it was just more about the amount of injuries and and little niggles and stuff that popped up. So yeah, that was all. Fair enough. So mine is: uh, Does the Willie Willie Rioli tribunal decision indicate a change in? Uh, application of the rules and interpretation of the rules, or is that just an outlying mistake that should never have been overturned? <laughs> or is that I'm, just I'm pretty opinion? big on. <laughs> I'm pretty big on this one, mate. Uh, uh, and not, this isn't against Willie Rioli. This isn't against West Coast. That's an absolute disgrace from the tribunal, and it has for many a year. There seems to be a disconnect, a disconnect between the the tribunal and the MRO slash AFL, and I think realistically. Like if they're taking concussion seriously, this can't. Be, he can't get off for this, and the AFL almost needs to appeal this one, like they did with the um, um, Ooh, uh, oh, Toby Green, Green with Green, yeah. Toby Green. Yep. Uh, this is just. I think this is a total mistake, and I really, I for me, I question the the tribunal. Do we need a tribunal? Like why? Really, you've got a you've got a process. You hand down a, a penalty. Like, why can they go and and appeal it? If you you sign up to it, done. There's you get a week. You get two weeks. They shouldn't. I, I just think like there was three decisions on the weekend that went to the tribunal. I mean, this is just wrong. Like, you shouldn't have three decisions from one weekend going to a tribunal. I reckon this is it's, it's really wrong. The AFL needs to stand up here and and uh, make this right. So is it because he left the ground, Shana? Is that what you're talking about? Like that hundred percent, he left yeah. the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all, that's yeah. Yep. So the, you look at Mitch Robinson's Mitch Robinson on the weekend. He stopped. He protected himself, and this contact was there, but you, there was no real intent. Willie Rioli had momentum, left the ground, high contact. How does he get off? I don't know. Maybe because West Coast might be able to field a team if he doesn't play. <laughs> so. Yeah, the, the, the defence that um, the defense that he's contesting the ball doesn't stack up to me. He was, he was never a chance for that ball. Um, it's, 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 hip, it's hip at head height by the time he actually makes the contact. Um, there's, so, there's so much wrong in that, that, that. I hope for the sake of the integrity of the game, that's an outlying mistake. Uh, and not something that we're going to see for the rest of the year. It kind of undoes checking. all the it kind of undoes all the work they've done over the last couple of years, yeah. 
100%. Who's protecting Raul? Who's protecting him? There's no one. Yeah. Because the AFL aren't. The tribunal aren't. No one. Who's protecting him? We're back to outcomes-based decision-making that that we we all disliked last year. If Raul's out for a week, then they probably uphold the reality thing. Raul gets up and he's okay. So they go, well, there's nothing wrong with what he's done. And I just just can't cop that. No, I can't cop it either, mate. I reckon it's a real – it's a massive step backwards. I think you're right, Mick. Massive step backwards. They need to rectify that and quickly. All right. So we've we've pretty much already started talking about the AFL, boys. So uh, obviously – do we want to go over some games from last week or are we, we happy just to move yeah, on? Yeah, look, <laughs> no, I think, well, no, I mean, you shouldn't be happy to move on, mate. It's like your team looked good. But yeah, I mean, the grand final rematch, that was an absolute belter, you know, quite similar to the grand final and the way it played out. Yeah. Melbourne, um, oh, sorry, the doggies, geez, they, they were up and about, weren't they, early? Uh, different stages of the match. They looked really, really strong. Doggies, the D's got the jump. Doggies came back and... When they get it on their terms, the doggies, you know, their midfield is elite. And and once they get a run on, it's really hard to stop. But once you can stop that midfield momentum, um, dries up, the, doesn't it? The, the demons just muscle them. And they've got a few players in their team, the dogs, that you sort of put question marks on. Uh, they got Josh Shackey, but they let Lipinski go to Collingwood. Is that an absolute blinder? Yeah, I think they're... Yeah, a couple of their players got found out. So it'd be interesting to see how they go this weekend. Yeah. Well, well, Carlton, one, Richmond. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Petrarca. Petrarca. Oh. Something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to talk about Bevo's presser? Oh. Did, did I think happen? it was inappropriate. He's admitted that. It was inappropriate. He's admitted that. And um, he's apologised and has made a donation to charity, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think we move on. Um, Carlton beat the Tigers. You know, really wrapped with that performance. Midfield domination, really, in the in the last sort of half an hour to forty minutes, the last quarter especially, just absolutely smashed them. And um, but it's only one match, and the, the, they have to back up uh, against the doggies this week, which is really that, that that's a really good cider as to where Carlton's at. So, but I'm very excited by the result. Um, few things out of that: Voss and Jack Martin. Uh, with the COVID, so um, Martin's out for the week, and Vossi will be coaching from home. So that'll yeah, Vossi's know, one and he's one and done, mate. So he's one and done. So <laughs> um, St Kilda, Collingwood, yeah, Kapai's got up. They actually look good. Play some really exciting football. St Kilda? Question marks. You know, they, another this could be another year of oh, what who ifs? knows what from St yeah. Kilda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know. We've mentioned it two, three years ago. They recruited for the now, but yeah, they're a long way off it. They are, and yeah, I, I think they're gonna. I think with St Kilda, they're just too inconsistent, right? So they're gonna have games where you know they'll front up like they did against Collingwood. They'll be okay in parts and stuff like that. I reckon they'll have games where they struggle to beat North and Hawthorne, and then the next week they'll come out and you know beat Melbourne. Like it'll be like that all year yeah. long, from I reckon. So, yeah, if you can tip them yeah. right this year, you're doing you're doing well. Yeah, you, you are doing well. Uh, Cats bombers. Well, that's just a spanking, and you know I think it's been pretty well report, reported in in the media, mainstream media that, that Essendon just didn't turn up. And 
was disgraceful if it's so uh, expect them to bounce back but good from the cats they looked they looked really good the ball movement uh, attacking good. attacking yeah footy, it was attacking footy um so which is great to see uh giant swans probably the game of the round swans got home late um uh, parker luke parker kicked five just yeah dominated got them over the line lions port another great match you know we sort of touched on it last week Second from fourth at the end of the home and away last year, and it was an absolute belter. Lions got home. Joe Danaher starting to find some form. Hawthorne, North Melbourne. So the the spoon's been engraved. It's been taken down to Arden Street. So with the Hawks beating the beating the Ruse, you know, uh, they were pretty plain North. So I don't think either team will be reaching any lofty heights this year. Crows, Dockers, wow. How, how good was that? How good that was that defense? The defense. It on... was a great punch. Yeah. It was. It was yeah. brilliant. So. It was brilliant. It was brilliant, and at different stages of the match, both teams looked okay. Crows looked to have it won. You know, with sort of eight minutes to go, up by three goals, four goals, and Freo steal it. And then the last match over at Optus Stadium, uh, Eagles Suns, and well, the Eagles woes continue. Just they've just just been decimated by injury and. They, they actually looked okay in parts, you know, led for, you know, a fair portion of the match. But in the end, the Suns just ran over the top of them. And, yeah, I think that's probably an indication where the Eagles are at at the moment. But if they get some some of their senior players back, they can definitely win matches, but they won't they won't be so pushing th- the final. I think Shuey might be back uh, this week, I think, that I'll read that. And uh, Darling will be back as well. So he's had the, had the jab and... Apparently is good to go. Welcome so, back, darling. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, look, let's just start. So on, in the tipping, uh, Shane, you and uh, and Tim both tipped eight, but you're on top with the with the margin, mate. So uh, don't only week one though, as we were saying. <laughs> so, so uh yeah look so no that's uh that's i think that's a fairly big spread too i think i i got two to make up on you and i think the big fella's got four. Oh yeah yeah it's ordinary so, yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm just gonna wait for shane to tip his tonight and agree with all of them <laughs> <laughs> well let's get into it then boys i won't, I won't catch First. him but i won't embarrass myself <laughs> all right first so, up thursday night Thursday night, doggies versus the Swans at at Marvel. This will be no, this will be a very good game. Blues, mate. Blues, maybe. Who? The Swans. You you want round two, champa? Nah, I think round three. <laughs> <laughs> That's how oh, good I'm going. Just, how good just for anyone listening, we do do our homework. We're all over this. I was oh on the wrong God. page. <laughs> I thought you were taking the piss, mate. I thought you were taking the piss. So let me get let me get us there. Thursday oh, no. night. Western Bulldogs v the Blues at Marvel Stadium. I think this will be a cracker. So, look, the, the doggies, they'll want to bite back. The Blues, you know, the midfield dominance, they'll be up for the test. So, this is going to be, uh, look, a really – I think this will be a great great game. But, um, look, you've got to go with with the doggies, I think, um, you know, grand finalists. And they'll be, they'll be hurting after last week. So, interestingly, the Bonds, you know, I think he – had a ankle injury or a corky, can he get up? So um, if he doesn't, it makes it a little bit closer. But I think I think it'll be close. But I think their experience will get them over the line. The dogs for me. Yeah, dogs for me as well. I, I think it'll be close as well. But uh, it'll yeah, dogs. 
uh, I, I actually think that you'll miss Vossi a little bit um, this week because if there was a blueprint to take down the dogs, um, he, he probably would have probably would have been able to communicate that to the team and make the right moves. Um, you've still got coaches in there and everything like that, and I just think there'd be a bit of a lag with uh, with him not being there. I, I'm on the dogs as well. Uh, you do say that, mate, but our the guy who is coaching the Blues this week, Hanson, who uh, Premiership played with the Eagles, um, he's Actually, been assistant the dogs. Yes, he's been assistant oh. with the dogs for the last six years or something. He is now an assistant with Carlton and will be coaching the Blues this weekend. So I think we might have the blueprint, but oh, we'll, we'll find out. I'm swinging we'll Thursday. I'm, that's enough to swing, mate. I'm on Carlton. There you what go. Mate. There you go. Um, <laughs> I said I was going to listen to Shane. What am I doing? <laughs> no, mate, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. But, uh, I, you know, you know me. I tip with the head, not the heart. So it's, I'm going dogs. But, yes, Friday night, Mick. Yeah, let me have another crack at this. We'll go to round eight or something like that. Just choose a random game. Um, so, <laughs> uh, the Swans versus the Cats at the SCG. Uh, so this is probably our home game, is it? No, it's not really. Um so, yeah, up at the SCG, Swans and the Cats. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go the Caddies, obviously. We were good last week. SCG, um, buddy to get there, Swans for me. Yeah, I, I don't think the uh, the Cats are going to get it all their own way like they did uh, against the Bombers last week. Yeah, look, if it was uh, in Melbourne, I'd go the Cats, but uh, up at the SCG, agree with Chris. Uh, I'll go the Swans and hopefully Buddy can get the four to get to his thousandth goal. Mitch Duncan's a big in for the Cats too. So, the same. Uh, Saturday, the uh, the early game, the Dragons versus the Sharks. Collingwood <laughs> 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 Col- <laughs> versus Adelaide at the MCG, the early game. Um, I, think, I think Collingwood showed enough Last week for me to stick with them. Yeah, I think so. I agree. I, you know, played an exciting brand of footy back to back to the home ground, MCG. Um, Adelaide weren't hopeless, but I think, uh, yeah, I think Collingwood. Yeah, Collingwood for me as well. Willie, they'll just be a little bit better than the Crows. Shane, are you up? Um, next up, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of what. What what I could say here, but I might just go with what game it actually is, and that's uh, <laughs> Essendon versus Essendon versus the Lions at Marvel. Um, look, that the Essendon they'll be stinging from that, but um, on the back of that performance, I, I couldn't tip, and they were just they were pathetic. Um, and for Lions, bring their A game. Couldn't see Essendon getting near them, so I've gone the Lions. Yeah, me for the exact same reasons. I've gone the Lions as well, mate. I think they'll uh, they. I think Essendon will show a better account of himself, but I don't think they're beating the Lions this week. Uh, for anyone playing the Lions up at the Gabba this year, I reckon you need to be up by 80 points at three-quarter time to not have them run over the top of you. Uh, <laughs> but, but I think they'll get the job done then at Marvel. <laughs> All right. Uh, Port Adelaide versus Hawthorne at the Adelaide Oval. Uh, Port, for me, I think they'll be way too strong. For me, mate. Yeah, agree with that. So the uh, the Sunday the Saturday evening game. Uh, S- Saturday evening. Saturday evening. Yeah. I thought you said Sunday. I, I started by <laughs> saying Sunday, then I corrected myself. <laughs> Saturday evening up at Metricon, Suns v Melbourne. Um, the the Suns the Suns did play well on the road. Um, 
I think that they'll they'll give a better showing of themselves this year. But geez, Melbourne were good. It's hard to see them losing that one. Yeah, I yeah, think I, the, uh, the uh, premiership celebration tour continues and they'll get over the suns up there. Yeah, same. I think so as well. I think that they'll just be uh, too, too good for them. Next match is interesting. Um, so we have, well, potentially the Battle of the Wooden Spoon, isn't it? North Melbourne versus the Eagles at Marvel Stadium. <laughs> you called it early. <laughs> Well, you said we said we weren't going to bag him out till round two. This is round two, so yeah, yeah. Time. All right, no, nah, fair enough. That's that's a good call. That's a good call. <laughs> nah, apologies to our Eagles listeners. They they weren't too bad on the weekend, but North Melbourne, Marvel. Look, let's be honest. The Eagles were terrible on the road last year, so I'm going to do something I didn't think I'd actually do. I'm going to tip North Melbourne. I'm tipping North Melbourne to beat the Eagles at Marvel. I'm with you, mate. I'm with you. I think that. West Coast, still too many outs. Even if Shuey and Darling come back in uh, on the road, nah. Yeah, zero confidence in their road form. Um, I think the most diehard fans would have zero confidence in their road form. Uh, and surprisingly, north for me. All right, uh, Richmond versus the Giants at the G. This will be a really good game, this I reckon. It could be a cracker, couldn't it? I might tip the draw. No, I won't. Uh, I'm going to tip Richmond, but but not by much. Well, wow. I'm actually oh. they'll 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 be hurting Richmond, but they were ordinary in in parts of that match. They've got a few injuries out of that. I think Revolt had injury on his thumb, but he didn't threaten at all. I was going to say probably Mitch, a good thing which, for him. Yeah, Lynch was good for them. He did some good stuff. He's the, he's the focal point up forward. Uh, Bolter actually drifted in and out, was moving forward, moving back. Um, I'm just trying to think of the Giants. Like their their midfield and their run is great, but uh, you know they're going to have to deal with Bolter because they'll put him forward. I just think maybe they'll be stinging from that, and the Tigers they'll bounce back. Yeah, Tigers. I, I think they'll bounce back. Being at the G will help them. Um, Tigers for me. If they don't bounce back, it's over. If they do not come back with a vengeance, then it is done, dusted. It's the rain is over. You can shut the shop. Oh, There's thanks. no coming back. Thanks, Kane. So <laughs> <laughs> he has been wow. income two in a row. <laughs> no, no, no. I agree with you though. What, do you agree with that? Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right, eh? Okay. He's already called it. Kane Corns has already called it. Yeah, well, I'm just saying that might be a little bit premature, but anyway. You give another week. What I'll give another week, round, Kane. Round one was too early. Round two, got him. Yeah. <laughs> got him, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, the last game of the round, the, the late game Sunday over at Optus Stadium, the uh, Dockers versus St Kilda, um, based, on, you know, based on the analysis from last week and what we've said earlier on. St Kilda could be up and down like a bride's nighty all year. Um, and I just think the dock is at home. Uh, Fife, any news on Fife? Uh, no, no word that I've seen about him returning. No, I, haven't watched the, I haven't watched the news today, so I haven't seen. So I think they'll gain great belief from that win. And um, yeah, I think they'll take care of St Kilda. So at Optus at the moment, 50% capacity. 
I reckon the Dockers could play with 50% players and still beat St Kilda this weekend. Wow. I think think you're getting wrapped up in Shane's language. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, you're calling me Kane. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, you're we saw right. how that strategy we saw how that strategy worked for the Eagles last week, and they couldn't get over the sun. So I, I'm not sure how that'll work for, for the Dockers. <laughs> All right, boys. The F1 was back, and look, it was a pretty good race. I've got to say, I, 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 there was a you know what it felt like to me though. Um, it felt a little bit like a one-day 50-over cricket match where it started off really good. There's that lull in the middle overs and then it just kicks up a notch for the last 10. And that's what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably not a bad analogy, to be honest. It was... Um, no, it was, a, it was a good race. There was some real exciting racing. I think, the you know, the new regulations show that cars can follow each other quite closely. Oh, a lot of different tyre strategies. You know, the softs... Um, you know, mediums, people, Hamilton and and I think um, Norris and they tried the hards but just couldn't yeah. really get them to work. But, um, you know, we talked about it earlier, Ferrari's pace. So I think it is real. They wouldn't have got the one, two without the Red Bull failures. Um, you know, obviously there's some issues there with, that Red Bull encountered. But uh, overall, a really exciting race. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely agree. I think that, uh, I mean, apart from what looked like Danny Rick putting the queue in the rack and treating it like a testing session. Um, they, were, they were about the only ones that went through some strategies and I think they tried all the tyre compounds and they did a couple of different things on the car. Um, every, everyone else was was really in it. I think that, um, you know, like, um, Haas, Haas were there all weekend and um, it was good to see the Hulk back and Kevin Magnuson and, and guys like that doing well. So uh, I, like, I agree with what you're saying there. That that racing, there was stints past that racing that was something else. Um, and I wasn't too upset to see a dual Red Bull retirement. No, I mean, they read what you say, I think. So I was, I was quite happy with that. But, you know, that's a concern for them, isn't it? So it's, uh, I, I did read there's some fuel, fuel pump issues fuel pump, or fuel yeah. system issues. Yeah, so... Um, and then they had the engine on their on their sister car, the um, Gasly's AlphaTauri, that that um, had a failure as well. So some concerns there, something for them to work on. The Ferrari looks super super quick, but no. long run pace, but also qualifying pace. Yeah, so say Red Bull, Red Bull were having issues with their brake cooling as well. A lot of the teams were, um, but I think they were having a lot of trouble with it. So. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's something that we'll have to keep an eye on over the next couple of races and see if some teams get that sorted. Well, I know McLaren's struggling with that because they didn't they because they because didn't get uh, a lot of running in Bahrain, and that was one of the issues why. But another one is, I was reading today the comments from, from uh, you know, their, their team, uh, the leader, and he came out and said, oh, we're, we're lacking... Um, aerodynamic grip and mechanical grip. And that's, you know, that's just, that means there's some it's a long way back from there. There's some significant um, issues and they're just foundation issues. You know, it's not like something that they've changed that they can change back. It's, it's going to be a long year, unfortunately, uh, from McLaren. But yeah, there's some other good positives, you know, some really good racing, as, as Chris mentioned from Haas, you know, K-Mag to see him back up there was great. But a few other teams really struggled, and unfortunately, McLaren's one of those. Williams as well, 
Um, yeah. But um, onward and up, upward to uh, Saudi Arabia. We haven't mentioned Mercedes, but uh, for them to get third and fourth with the they issues were, that they were well off the pace. Great <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, so they're, they're probably the third fastest team, but, you know, they're a good three or four tenths a lap off. And um, But I think they know what their problems are. Um, you know, and the porpoising, you can sell, tell the car is bouncing or porpoising so much more than the others. Yeah. So I think they're, in, well, they're clearly in a much better place than McLaren, but I think, you know, they could bounce back quite quickly. I'm not sure the McLaren will have the same result. Yeah, I really, I really agree with that, especially with the Mercedes side of things. So even though they were um, off the pace, like I, I think Hamilton was just driving the wheels off that thing to even keep it where he was. So the fact that he was able to pounce when those things happen, um, granted that one was a retirement, one was a spin. Um, you know, you've got you've got to be in oh, it, haven't you? So the spin was yeah, that was failure. a retirement. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah same that. issue. Yeah, yeah, engine just locked up. So, um, I still, I still think, I yeah. still think he was going well to to keep that car oh, there, knowing they didn't they didn't have the was... qualifying as much qualifying pace as some of the other cars. Yeah, I think I think it was a solid drive. But yeah, I, I guess we talk about break the brake temperatures and so um Hulkenberg they told him he, he he had to keep driving. Um he wasn't allowed to pit because if oh, he, it, was, it was too hot. The brakes were the brakes were that hot that if he pitted, they would have basically just combusted because the lack of cooling when you slow down. So they basically said to him, look, you've got to keep going, but you've got to slow down while you're going to a point, you know, find that happy medium. So you're not braking too hard, but they're cooling down for a couple of laps and then come in. So this is the, the challenges you face when you change regulations and it's all brand new for teams and they get to these races in the desert and Saudi Arabia will be another one of these where it's extremely hot. Um, so, yeah. Should, should there be more testing track. after a regulation change? Is that... oh, they're trying to keep the cost down, though. So yeah. it, it's a it's a fine line, right? So there has to be some sort of like, you know, how much testing do we do because it increases the cost and, and everything like that. So, yeah, they, they've worked out that that's where the line is and you can't do much about it. All right, the uh, rugby league. So I just see before Chris that uh, Harry Grant's out for the storm. I think he was named, but he's uh, he's got the COVID, so he's gone for the weekend. So yeah, he has he lost. the um, the block of cheese might be back, so they might not be in as much trouble. But yep. Um, yep, he's out. Harry's out. So we look at the results from last week, and there was a couple of a couple of cracking matches, but. A, a couple of upsets, mate. So the Storm, golden point over the Rabbits. That was an absolute belter. Panthers, as expected, over the Dragons, but closer than what we thought, 20 to 16. Your yeah, Roosters, mate. Late. Yeah. The, yep. Your Roosters put the Eagles to the sword, uh, 26 to 12. Titans over the Warriors. We picked that one. But there are a few upsets now. The Sharks got up over the Eels. So, yeah, do we, um, we don't have to bring that up. <clears throat> yeah. It was the return to um, Point Spet Stadium, Shark Park. Shark Park, and uh, and they didn't let their fans down. I thought Bitsy, um, an, an ex-chook, he's been at the Roosters as an assistant coach for a while, 
moving over there. I thought that he'd have an impact. I didn't expect it that quickly. Um, Para, I think Para expected this, like they did in week one, they expected to stroll into this game and do it easy. And um, the Sharks said, no, not here. Not with ScoMo watching. No, not with ScoMo watching. Um, the, the next one's the big, the big uh, I guess, the upset for me, the Cowboys smashed the Raiders 26-6. And I think I did say last week that uh, the Cowboys wouldn't go down by two. They'd go down by 20 <laughs> with the Raiders <laughs> heading up there. Well, what do I know? I've got that ass. What a game. Boom. What a game. And the, the, Raiders, the Raiders are in trouble. They need to get back to Canberra and quick. They are in trouble. They are. And, you know, look, it's so sad for their coach. He's such a genuine, nice fella. And such a cool, calm, and collected guy, Ricky Stewart. Um, I'm sure he's just taking it all in his stride. And um, even yeah. I know that's a piss take. Long. The Knights, mate. The Knights just trounced the Tigers. They Are they real? Yeah, they might be. We'll find out. Doggies, doggies, Broncos. Broncos look strong again. And the, another surprise packet, mate. The, the Broncos. So let's go. Round three. Let's get our tips in there, Heidi. Uh, Thursday night, Dragon Sharks. Uh, I, I like the Dragons there. I think that they've been playing all right. Uh, the uh, down in Wollongong uh, will help them out. Um, they did close late on the on the Panthers, but I think the Dragons there would not be surprised to see the Sharks for that. Tigers Warriors, mate. This is this won't be you won't be buying this one on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is a very tough game um, to tip. It's at Campbelltown. Um, you would think the Tigers um, should be hurting from last week. They showed nothing. They were toothless. Um, but I think they're going to drop another one. I think the Warriors can get the job done. There's a couple of cracking matches this week and really tough to tip. I know which way you'll go here, but this is an absolute belter. The Rabbitohs and the Roosters in what could be a season-defining game really early. Yeah, so I think it's the next three games that we're going to talk about um, that uh, have have serious impacts on what the top eight will look like this year, and indeed the top four. Um, I am going to stick with the Chooks. Um, I think that last week um, they they struck that attacking balance right, and the defence was a whole lot better than it was against. Um, the Knights, it will need to be better again. Um, the Rabbitohs managed to put 14 points on the Storm in the last 15 minutes of the game to force that game to Golden Point. So um, they're never out of it and you've got to be on your game. Um, but yeah, I, I still think that the Chooks can get the job done. Um, it'll be, it should be a belter though. Speaking of belters... Uh, the next match, first v second, we've got the Panthers versus the Knights. If I told you at any point of the season that, that this would be 1v2, I don't think anyone and, would have bought into that. Yeah, but not just that. It's being played in Bathurst. Like, yeah. this is, what we're going to do, we're going to schedule 1v2 and we'll take it out to the country. Like, this, is an, this could be match of the season. It, 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 it really could be a game that you wanted to get a good turnout to. I think that out Bathurst way, they'll get a decent crowd, but, um, you know, a country crowd is six to 8,000 um, where they would have filled 
uh, Penrith Stadium. That they would have filled McDonald Jones Stadium. They probably could have filled um, Olympic Stadium or a core stadium as it is now as well. Like they could have, you're right, they could have put this in another venue and really drawn a crowd. The Knights fans will travel wherever the Knights go. Um, it's hard to see the Panthers losing it still. Um, Cleary's right. back. Cleary, Cleary has been named and I think that he will play, um, albeit the way O'Sullivan's playing, I think he'll. I think that Cleary will play some minutes um, and end up either end up on the bench or come in off the bench um, just to work his way back in from that shoulder surgery, depending on how the game is going. Um, both Safidi brothers back in. David Clemmer out. He's going to go for knee surgery. So that's a bit of size out of the Knights pack. Um, it's given and Barnett come in to cover off on those. So um, And James Fisher-Harris made it through from last week as well for the Panthers. So a lot of size out there. It will be um, who dominates early in the forwards that probably gets this job done. I think the Knights' defence is going is, is, is going very well. But the Panthers have got too many points in them, I think. Uh, and, look, the third of the belt is Storm versus the Eels. Uh, Amy Park in Melbourne, Saturday night. Um, so, for me, this is another one like the Rabbits and the Roosters. You can put the point here. And, and not go too wrong. I think that um, I think the Storm will get the job done. Um, their, their spine, even with a even if Smith doesn't come in, their spine is still too good. Um, Gutherson and Moses have been um, good for Para, and so is Reed Marnie, but they're just not gelling in the way that they have in the past. So I think the Storm will get the job done. Again, don't be surprised if the Eels got up. Next up, we've got the Raiders versus the Titans, mate, down in Canberra. So it's, it's no it's no gimme for the Raiders. I like that it's in Canberra for them. They needed to get back there. Um, that calming influence that you spoke about before um, will have the players going for a bit of a walk beforehand. It certainly won't be a rev up and an absolute um, ripping paint off the walls. But um, he would be ropeable. Sticky will not be happy, and I expect him to have the team up and ready for this. Now, this next match, Broncos-Cowboys, if you if you had asked me, where will they be on the ladder when they play in round three, I would have said, oh, 15th v 17th or something. It's third versus fifth. Yeah, there should be a one in front of each of those numbers. <laughs> no, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, um, you know, I think Broncos uh, Broncos might be 2-0 and and the Cowboys are 1-1. One one. Um, the Cowboys weren't very convincing against um, the Bulldogs in week one. But they did do a number, obviously, on Canberra. I think being at Suncorp, I, I still think the Broncos can get the job done there. Um, they're starting to find a little bit of rhythm. And Kevy's got them going where they need to go. So, Chris, let me ask you a quick question. So, last year when we were, we were talking about the, the Broncos and stuff, the, you know, they were a young squad and, and all that sort of stuff. Is it just the fact that they've matured and they're improving a lot? Or is oh, that what it is? So, Adam Reynolds has gone there from the Rabbitohs. Right. Um, and he has uh, really played a part in um, – you can just see the, the, the influence. So he didn't, even, he didn't play in their first game. But um, there's, there's obviously a change in attitude at training. Uh, Albert Kelly's a different player who's playing at 5'8". Um, Tessie New, who's playing fullback for them, um, has really sort of slotted in well. Um, Tony Staggs has taken his game up a level. You can just tell that all the players have now sort of bought into what's going on. Um, 
with Adam Reynolds there. And I, I, that that influence can't be understated. I think that I, I really do think that that's that's part of what's going on there. Not fair enough. You know, you need a genuine yeah. trainer. You'd, you'd know from um, the AFL as well. You've got a you've got a more experienced team, but when you've got the young guys in there. Um, Someone teaching them how to train and and the and the match situations and oh in every sport you need vets yeah. yeah yeah and finally mate traditional rivals Eagles versus the Bulldogs yeah it's um it's probably a bit of a surprise that the Sea Eagles are where they are Desi Hasler um is a little bit like Ricky Stewart um and can get fired up he'd be having a word um he'd be having a word for them and making sure they're ready for it. I think um, Tommy Turbo doesn't get outplayed too often and doesn't um, play in too many matches where he hasn't got uh, a big influence. And so far, I haven't seen him do that. Um, he will be off the leash on Sunday. And I think that he'll be the difference in the Sea Eagles to get the job done. All right. Good, good work, job. Mate. All right. Let's get into what grinds my gears. And... Uh, so we just talked about F1 before, but what we didn't talk about was the fact that F1 came out uh, just before the race last week, but after the podcast went to uh, went went to record, that they they changed the wording on the ruling about unlapping cars under the safety car and everything like that, and basically it caused in my eyes it was they, they, the way they released it, it was very clever in that it made it look like it was the wording of the rule and not the fact that Michael Massey had stuffed up and his interpretation of that rule. And uh, I, it, it's been grinding my gears all week because I think that it is a bit of a cop-out. So. Yeah, well, I noticed that since... Yeah, they have released the report, haven't they? Um, so I think they released it on the race day. Uh, you know, just trying to sweep it under the carpet, but yeah, yeah, I think I think that what what they came out and said was was um, that the decision he made was in good faith and to the best of his knowledge, he applied the rules as they are written. But uh, I think that I think that to me, those statements there, um, to the best of his knowledge, that is a cop out because anyone who had any understanding of the rules, even the simpleton like myself, knew that what he did was not was not the way that the rules uh, were to be interpreted. So I, that is a cop-out. I agree with you. I, I thought I was really disappointed. You know, again, could have been so strong Formula One and chose not to be. Could have owned it. Chose right. not to own it. Uh, what's going what on? Oh, you're going with Chris Oak? Yeah, so I'm, um, I'm just going to throw in there, we, we have had conversations in the past about the... Uh, the control that players have. So the Ben Simmons holdout, and I want to go somewhere, and I want this, and I want that. Um, it's for me now. It's some of the NFL clubs that are adding weight to that movement. So when we talk about those players, and you say you're a contracted player, and I want you at my club, and all of these sorts of things, they're now moving players on um, within the NFL now who were contracted and who are looking at this as being their livelihood. And they're thinking, well, this is where I'll be next year. Uh, and then all of a sudden, um, that's ripped out from under and they've traded someone else. And if they can find someone that will pay out their contract and all of these sorts of things. So I think that there's a, um, 
I think definitely think there's a balance to strike in terms of um, what is the value of a contract, not give all the control to players, but stop giving up the control from the club's perspective. And that really grinds my gears that it just adds weight to that player movement. Yeah. Yep. The whole thing's a shambles. And I don't, and I, to be honest, I don't think us three blokes are going to sort it out around, around this I podcast. Think, <laughs> I think I listened, I think I listened to the podcast a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, and one of you mentioned um, one of the great number one draft picks, Kush. Um, and <laughs> my, my word is my bond. It's as strong as oak. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> You've got an agreement. You've got an agreement. You back me through thick and thin, good and bad. Yeah. Right, oh, you got one say no, or are you giving it a miss this week? Oh, I didn't really. I didn't really have one to be honest. But look, the footy's back, um, and you know, straight away, as soon as the, everyone's team gets beat, it's the umpire's fault, and it's just uh, it frustrates the hell out of me. You know, there's. 22 blokes, you know, 23 with a sub in each team, you know, and every year it's the same. It drives me bonkers. People blaming umpires. It's, you know, the, the impact that the players have with their poor skills, poor decision-making errors, all the bounce of the ball. There's so many variables in the whole scheme of things. You know, those few decisions the umpires may interpret incorrectly is, is not determining the outcome of the game. Um, and yeah, you won't you won't change my mind on that. No, so, no I, I um, agree with you, mate. It's just it's just frustrating. So every year, you know, we're round one, right? And uh, it's just pops out again. Yeah. So yeah. really frustrating. But I will say it was really good to see the players overall. Overall, um, I think their response to the you know not abusing umpires and fifty meter penalties. There was a few, but I think overall they've accepted that really well. Um, and that's well, why it should be, and hopefully that starts to flow down uh, to junior sport. I, I think we didn't we go. I don't know if it was on the podcast or if we were just talking afterwards or something. That uh, about the how many fifties there be for abusing the umpire, and in week in round one, and uh, we we I think we said about eighteen or something like that, like at least. And I reckon that that was well over. So I reckon it was maybe it seven or eight. Really, they adapt really quickly, mate. Like so, good on them. Yep, well done. Uh, that's good. No, I agree with you, mate. It's one of the hardest things to listen to is when your team's had 10 or 11 more scoring shots than the other team that have gone from behind, but it was that one umpire's call or it was that, it was that one decision right at the end that changed the game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, boys, the cricket, it's another road. I reckon I could get a ton over there batting at 11. It was... Oh, uh, oh, I must be doing a... Is it, is it really? Or it's not as bad as the first two. Oh, um, nah, the first one. Nah, it's not. Nah, it's not as bad as that. Well, two, even two last one. So you know, two collapses by us. Yep. Yeah, we've made. We're all out for three ninety one. There for one for fifty five. So looks like it might be a little bit in it, but it's just not bouncing. You know. You know. That's where. That's where now bowlers are at their best, isn't it? Where they can get that steep bounce, Cummins and and uh, Stark. So, but um. Yeah, well, let's just see how we go. Well, while we're talking about cricket, let's get on to something really good, the Women's World Cup. Yeah, good. Oh, how good are we going? Mate. How good are we going? There's a couple of tight ones in, in recent sort of days. Uh, India and then South Africa. 
they're uh, it's, it's almost like they're just doing what they have to do to get the job done. They're winning, you know, four overs to spare. I think the, the game against India was three balls to spare, rain interrupted. Um, but they have uh, they have been unreal. I think you might have a highlight from today, Mick. Uh, yeah, it was from uh, the, the South African game. Did you see the Ash Gardner catch? Oh, it was an yeah, absolute blinder. Yeah. I think she so, shocked no, herself. She's worked, she's, <laughs> she is world quality. She is. Okay, so here's a question just popping into my head. Could we see in in the near future a hybrid, hybrid a, mixed, a mixed game with men and women playing against each other? I think it'd be a hit and giggle. I don't think it'd be a a first class well, match. Why not? I'm just I'm just saying like, at the moment. I don't think. I don't, could, well, but why couldn't why couldn't you have a first class um, mixed mixed team where you have you know five and six? Oh, I'm not saying we can't. I'm just saying I I don't know if it'd be a sanctioned match first up. I mean, obviously not. But 2020 wasn't sanctioned first up, was it? So, ah. Oh. I, I'd, I'd love be, to it'd, see that. I'd go it'd be, that. It'd be hard. It'd be an interesting dynamic um, to try and make work. I mean, if you're talking um, specialist fielders and wicket keepers, um, you lose zero talent between having a, um, a woman out there and having um, one of the men out there. Um, when, it comes to, uh, when it comes to the batting, the skill level is there. I think that you'd need to give them time to adjust to facing the speed um, that faster bowling, yeah, of that speed. Um, but there is zero doubt in my mind that the female spinners are more skillful than the male spinners in Australia, yeah, zero doubt in my mind, yeah. So I'd, I'd, lo- I'd love to see, I'd love to see how they could work that and keep it, um, well, not keep it equitable, but give, give them an opportunity to adjust to that mm. speed of the ball. And then, by all means, let's go. They've got the skill. And I think if you did that, if you did that, like they will, they would adapt, and over a sh- quite a short period of time, they would get up to speed. And yeah, I, I'd love to see that. Why, why, like, why couldn't, why couldn't they do that? Anyway, no, there's no, there's no reason. I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's any reason they can't do it. So, I, I think it would be a, it'd be a, be good. I'd, we should get some of the. The uh, the female spin bowlers to to start bowling to our our batters before we go on a subcontinent tour just to get them up to oh, speed on bat and spin, mate. Like, well, you know, Marnus Marnus sat and put the taped the bits of metal or whatever on the on the on the on the mat. That hasn't worked, mate, because he's just looking all at sea. So, dude, just get in the nets, mate. Just get in the nets. Yep, agreed. Agreed. So uh, you'd think with the just back onto the World Cup just for a second though. You think if we don't win it now, like it's a it's a bit of a, a bit of a choke, like surely. <laughs> we got the bangers to play, and we're still undefeated. So yeah, you'd think so from here. Given that you've beaten England, um, India, New Zealand, who are hosting, yeah, South Africa, West Indies. Um, yeah, you've, you've got those games behind you. Um, you should know enough. But um, cricket's a funny sport. You, you've only got to throw down 10 good nuts. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, yeah, just back on that Ash Gardner catch as well. 
um, the chick that she got out, the Dupree chick from South Africa, and just even she was laughing when she yeah. was walking <laughs> off. Like, <laughs> she yeah. was like, "No way!" She held onto that because <laughs> yeah. she got it in the fingertips as well. Like it was right on the end of the fingertips. It was a scream. Anyway, sorry. I do have I do have one question. Just looking through highlights, and not 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 related to the cricket. Has anyone seen that high side of Mark Marquez at the MotoGP? Yeah, oh. yeah. Oh man, that is sickening. Yeah, he's he's yeah. fifteen foot in the air if he's an inch, and yep. and gets up and walks away from it. It is it is shocking. Crazy. So go and have a yep. look at that, Mick. Is, yeah, um, I will do. It, it, it's a horrible crash, and I'm glad that he's okay. But, he might, but it might be enough to scare him off the sport. Fair enough. Seven-time right. champ, seven world champion, and it might be enough to scare him off the sport. <laughs> Jesus. He's got nothing more to prove. He might just walk away. <laughs> all right. Uh, EPL, boys. Liverpool, close the gap. All the games are equal, one point behind, and we've still got to play City. So it's all to play for now. You can't, you can't drop a point. So... No, well, we said that last week that that was the, going to be the, the big match, didn't we? Yep. And I'm loving was... that it's a competition. It's not a runaway. It's not pretty, um, It's not likely to be known with four rounds to play. Um, it, well, it's, it, all, it's all there. It very well could come down to the last round. And well, one thing I like about the EPL is in the last round, all the games kick oh. off at the same time. So. You don't know the result. Like you're out there playing, and I mean, there's probably ways they find out. You know, like running down the sideline, and old mate yells out from the crowd, "Oh, mate, City just scored. They're up two nil, (laughs) something like that." But you know, like, but it's the idea is good. I like it, but uh, you've been watching too much Ted Lasso. You think a player can hear one spectator running around the (laughs) sideline? <laughs> Probably right. So, but the uh, the bees they were they were gallant uh, on the weekend against Leicester. But they uh, well we got a weekend off this weekend. But then they had Chelsea the weekend after, so that's a tough one. So as we said, they need to they need to pinch a couple of points in these next few. I think Leicester yeah, was the one that they could have got. But... Yeah, Sorry, yeah, I agree with that. And uh, oh, just the next few are really hard: Chelsea, West Ham. But then they got Watford, but then Spurs and Man Manu, right? So they've only got one winning opportunity in the next five. They've got to win that. If they don't win that, they're in they it's a line ball. Um, but yeah, they've still got a gap and a decent gap. So things are still looking okay. Yeah. Not panic Point, stations just points yet. On, points on the board, mate. Points on the board. That's uh, it. Uh speaking of points on the board. We're not gonna get a Alarm? No, no. <laughs> not not yet. If it, if it happens, it'll I'll let you know. Speaking of points point on the board, Spurs just had a nice little win there, so they're actually into fifth um, now, and uh, only only three points behind Arsenal, who do have a match in hand, but um, they play each other um, coming up soon, so that'll 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 they could shift that one. So, righto. Better the week. I was Better robbed. The week, mate. What happened? Robbed. Yeah, you went. No, mate. I told you you were dollar one to lose that. Shaft. <laughs> <laughs> one point. They lose by the Eels lose by one point, and it does me whole multi in. Or two points, was it? It was close enough. Yeah, it was a couple. I couple. saw that they'd lost and it was only a couple, and I threw the may have thrown the phone. Um 
So, uh, so yeah, so it went no good, clearly. Um, but I'll tell you what, and I, I, was, I was going all right until then. I did like it. I, I like your chair at all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was the gutsy move, man. Well, I, I, honestly, of, of all the legs there, I thought that Para was safe. But well, yeah. well done, Sharks. Well played. <laughs> yeah, well done, Sharks. Well done, Sharks. <laughs> uh, right, Shano, you're up. What do you got? Gun big. Gun big, mate. Right, Collingwood, head-to-head over the Crows. Port Adelaide over Hawthorne. Melbourne over the Gold Coast. And I might change a few of these to go like, because I'll just leave it. Don't worry. I'll just leave it as is. Melbourne over the Gold Coast. Tim Zhu to win over Terrell Gorsha. Japan, don't hate me, but Japan to beat Australia in the World Cup qualifying in the soccer. Because oh, yeah, we're terrible. That's a dollar one, isn't it, surely? No. No, we're terrible. And we then my value, my value is Carlton at the line, plus 13 and a half. Ooh. You said yourself it's going to be close. Oh, no, I know. Um, I saw, that's a, that's a, I'm like, oh, that's a that's a, not a bad one. <laughs> uh, comes to $11.91. Yeah, well, there you go. There's some value in that. Jesus. Can't eat value, but we're going to have a crack anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so you might want to warm up for next week, Chris. Um, <laughs> so you got nothing, nothing for tomorrow night, mate? Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. What's tomorrow night? Sunny Bill, Barry Hall. Oh, I oh. had a look at that and <laughs> I watched the I watched the Barry Hall bloody it's real um, boxing. meet. It's real boxing. <laughs> not. I watched the one between Barry Hall. Barry Hall and Paul the Gallen. Meathead. What's his name? Thank you, Gallon. Yeah. The Meathead. Like, <laughs> that was that was not a draw, mate. Like that's just an absolute farce, and they shouldn't be able to bet on those. I'm not putting money on that. No, I never, no. Well, I never want to see Gallon win anything. I never want to see Gallon win anything, and anyone who knows me knows that. But he boxed Paul's ears in. So uh, I've never been a draw. <laughs> no, no, Hall was cleaner, but Gallon got that many more punches in. It was unbelievable. Gallon won that fight, hundred percent. I agree with you. Yep. Yeah, no, you shouldn't be allowed to bet on it. Should not be allowed to bet on it. It's it's it's, it's about as real as wrestling. So. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a question: Can you bet on the wrestling? Oh, I don't know. Mm. I reckon you can. I reckon you because I know you can bet on stuff like the. Um, like the reality shows like Survivor and stuff like that. So Yeah, right. And they're obviously filmed in advance and then you can bet on it. So there's leaks, there's gotta be leaks and stuff there, surely. So if you think wrestling's not real, check out check out the uh the video of Big E getting dropped on his head and breaking his neck. Oh, mate, there's no doubt that what they sorry, let, let me rephrase that, right? No, so I know, we're not, <laughs> We're not going there, are we? Come no, on. I'm not, no, I'm not no, debating no. the athleticism. I'm not debating the athleticism, right? Yeah, right. So, <laughs> we don't have to defend it. Yeah, all right, good. <laughs> all right, well, I think that's going to do us, boys. I think we're done. We even got a bit of wrestling in there, eh? Look at that. Uh, <laughs> oh, look out. Yeah. 
All right. And uh, look, thanks for joining us, boys. And we'll uh, chat to everyone next week. Yes. Take it easy, gents. Thank you. Go, Blues.